This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 859 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have good neighbor Jeremy Bimji, his company, Legacy Construction Group. Jeremy, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing terrific, and uh, you are busy as always in this post-Ian world, uh, even busier, I am sure. Uh, there can't be enough, I guess, construction companies in Southwest Florida today, so how are you holding up? <laughs> um, yeah, we're as busy as you can imagine. Um, I just, uh, I know every contractor out there is doing the best they can, but there's a lot of people who need a lot of help, so we're getting you guys back to normal as quickly as possible, I promise. Yep, it'll all it'll all happen. All in good time. Unfortunately, we have awesome weather. Uh, you know, in between it all, so there are worse Thank places to be. When, uh, yeah, you need work done on your home for sure. So, for sure. Uh, so fill fill our listeners in. Yeah, I, I don't want to just assume uh, construction. Uh, uh, fill us in on everything you guys are doing. So. We do a little bit of everything. We do uh, new construction. Uh, we do com- a lot of commercial build-outs. We do residential remodels. We do um, pretty much whatever, anything a client wants. We do a lot of pool cages. Since Ian, we've been doing, obviously, a ton of roofs because everybody needs roofs. Um, it just mm-hmm. really depends on what our clients need. We try to fill the gaps the best we can. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. So you, you guys really do it all. That's uh, very, very yeah. helpful. <laughs> we have a broad spectrum of uh, our paintbrush goes really wide, as we like to say. Yeah, yeah. So what about your journey into the business? Fill us in. So I've been a restaurant guy my whole life. Um, I've actually, I still own restaurants currently to this day here in town, uh, locally in the Cape Coral, Fort Myers area. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, we'll talk about that eventually. Say that again? What, what restaurants? So myself and my business partners, so there's three of us, Jason, Jeremiah, and myself, um, we owned six at the beginning of this year. Um, Some popular ones that you've probably heard of, we owned uh, Big Ten Tavern and the Omelette Shop in Cape Coral. And then we had a small cafe in Fort Myers called Biscotti's and then Torched on Surfside and Veterans, which is the old Woody's and Wildwood Pizza in Punta Gorda and the Spot on Cape Coral Parkway. So now, you know, December of 2022, we only have the three left. Uh, Jeremiah is, has torched um, myself and my brother. We have Wildwood Pizza and uh, The Spot. My brother also owns part of Torched as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we're restaurant guys. We love, we love the industry. Um, it's very, very – it has its own challenges, but it's, uh, it's very fulfilling, very rewarding. Yeah. So, so, so then – Restaurants first, and then you got into construction. Is that the uh, the sequence of events? Well, so I've always restaurants are kind of in my blood. You know, it's a family business, and just like every person, you want to find your own identity. So what I did was I moved to Texas and I became a public insurance adjuster. And nice. basically, I was one of those people who fought against uh, insurance companies for homeowners after Hurricane Ike in Texas. So wow. it was just such a honestly just a horrible experience dealing with insurance companies, I kind of just told myself, I'm never going to do this again. So I got back into the restaurant industry and eventually it led me back to the construction world. And we started the company about a little bit over three and a half years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for you guys. And, and are your partners involved in this company as well? Or is it no different partner, different partner with this one? Um, the restaurants keep your hands full and, uh, it's a different skill set for sure. 
Um, the only reason I'm even I was even able to transition is because I had the insurance background and I kind of knew this industry just from a different you know set of eyes. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, really important now with what's going on. That's got to mm-hmm. be helpful. Yeah. So, mis uh, misconceptions in your industry. What do you hear that you can speak to? Um, I think, and I honestly, some of this is warranted, but I think a lot of people think that contractors are like the devil and that people are going to steal their deposits and leave out of town. Now, while that does happen, obviously there are, there are bad, you know, eggs in every, every industry. I think overwhelmingly positive about most of the contractors in this area. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll tell people, you know, Hey, get multiple quotes. Here are some other companies that I know in the area that do great work. I think that most people are just so afraid of getting ripped off that their Mm. guard goes up immediately when you tell them you're a contractor. So I think that it's important to do your due diligence, figure out who you're working with, make sure they're a local company, make sure they have references, make sure they have some kind of presence, whether website or social media, and make sure you've seen, you can see some of their work or they can show you say, Hey, I built this, or I did this. You know what I mean? Because there's so many people who came down here from another area just looking to make a quick buck and they'll pretty much do or say whatever they have to do to make some money. And then they might just disappear. Yeah. 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 I could, I could so see that any advice that you have, you know, is there a a limit to the down deposit that you should put? I mean, I think what you just shared is, is awesome advice. I mean, always check references and, and all that. Every deposit depends on the contractor's um, comfort level, you know, different Mm -hmm. contractors have, you know, uh, different liquidity, you know, it it really depends on how capitalized the contractor is. You know, if they're a smaller company, they might need your deposit to pay for materials. You never really know. You know, we take deposits just because the nature of the work we do. Um, Some contractors don't have to. And with us, anything under five grand, we usually don't take a deposit anyway, because it's such a small job. We'll just take payment upon, you know, at the end. But I would just really do your research on the company themselves, get to know the owners, Figure out if they're here locally, they have local ties, they went to high school here or college here or whatever it is. You know, make sure there are people who are in the community, not just somebody who knocked on your door and is trying to get you to sign an assignment or a check. Yeah, a lot of that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Our place was on Fort Myers Beach and just, I mean, the the few hours we've spent there over the past couple months trying to clean up the mess, uh, we've had lots of visitors and most of them are from outside of the state, which I get, I mean, I guess is needed, but yeah, you, to, to your point, you know, are they going to be there a year from now if you really run into any problems? Right. And, are they going to warranty your work when they're back in, you know, Georgia or Texas? Nothing wrong with people yeah. from Georgia or Texas. I love them all. But if you're going to spend this much money, you might as well keep it with a local company who's going to be around six months from now to deal with an issue if there is one. Yep. Yep. So uh, outside of everything you have going on between the restaurants and the construction company, do you get any free time? If so, what, what are you doing for fun there? Um, lately, not really. Uh, I like to stay busy. I, um, I find myself getting into trouble or spending too much money if I don't, but I love to travel. It's like my favorite thing to do. I've been to 55 countries now. Um, I'm a published author, so I like to write. Um, I'm working on book number six right now. Um, trying to think what else I do for fun. I like sports, but I haven't watched much lately, but I love going to like live sporting events, music. I love jazz music. Um, I like trying new restaurants. I mean, the normal stuff, it's just right now we're so overwhelmed. It's just like, I feel like I'm working sun up to sundown. 
just to try to help as many people as I can. So you you're working on your sixth book, and I, and I didn't hear you. What what uh, what types of books have you written? So like motivation mindset. Um, the book yeah. right now yeah. I'm writing is called Whatever You Do, Don't Quit. It's about like the mental struggle and the mental hurdles of trying to achieve any goal. You know, business, weight loss, relationships. Just about like the mental struggle it is to do this and yeah. and be successful and you know, hear about all the negativity and just drown it all out and continue to fight through it. It's, uh, I think if people really explained what it took to be successful, most people wouldn't sign up for that. So it's just about how to deal with your emotions and stay on the roller coaster and, you know, not get too high, not get too low. Um, and it talks about simple things like, you know, what do you want? Why do you want it? How do you plan to get it? What's your, how do you run your day? What's your daily method of operations? Who do you listen to? What kind of personal development do you do? All those things that are like little baby steps in helping along a greater goal that a lot of people just have never even heard on where to start. So it's just my own personal. I mean, I've owned my own business since I was 17 years old. I'm 36 now. So I've learned a lot along the way and I've had some great mentorship. And I just figured if I can you know, take my love of writing and put it into a, an easy format for someone to understand and it helps at least one person, it'll be worth the journey. I'm with you. I, I think mindset is the number one. I don't know if you want to call number it. One. You know, if yep. your head isn't on straight, you don't stand a chance. I don't care. I mean, look at how many athletes, you know, to, to, to go with the sports analogy that have all the skills, but their head isn't on and made on amount to, you know, much of anything. You know, and the uh, opposite, the guys who maybe aren't as talented, yeah. but they have the right motor and the right work ethic and the right mental um, state of being. They can be all stars and even superstars and almost outperform their abilities because their mindset's in the correct place. So it's just like, I think that if most people could get a hold of the mental aspect of the the game, they'd be light years ahead of where they are now. And you know, uh, it's so much harder today between social media and the negative news and mm-hmm. and you know the, the the headlines that just get in your head. And and uh, well, if you don't guard I mean, yourself from yeah, I mean, you have to. It's like you need to put a barrier up around your brain. Um, my mentor always does this thing, and you guys can't see what I'm looking at, but he takes a glass of water and he puts one bit of black ink in it, and then he pours gallon after gallon in that into that water glass to show how much positivity has to go back into your brain when negativity starts. It. So, I'm pretty. Wow. I'm, I guard my mental state of being. I don't watch the news. I'm not a big guy on social media. I mean, I do have a Facebook, but mostly for business purposes. I don't have Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I don't have Snapchat. I don't do any of that stuff. I focus on good things, not bad things. And uh, I, my life is a is a direct correlation to that. I mean, I've been able to attract all the positive things into to my life and not deal with most of the negative stuff. So well, it's all you know, noise anyway. So drown it out. The other lesson is, as you shared a few moments ago, uh, you have you're involved in all these businesses. Obviously, you're not doing it all. You have great people. You have great partners. Um, have the best the best staff you could ever ask for. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I know we have listeners who, who are thinking, "How does Jeremy find the time?" And the answer is, yeah, he's not spending hours a day on social media and and watching nope. the news. I mean, it, it's media. a yep. so much time is wasted. And then you could almost justify that if if the information you were getting helped you in any way, but, but there's absolutely, not only does it yep. not help you, it, it does the opposite. It negatively impacts your mind. And, uh, yep. No social media. I don't really watch TV. 
Um, I read a lot and I, uh, I, I like to, I'm a, I'm a big reader. And if I'm not reading something, I, I usually listen to like podcasts or something educational and try to learn as much as I can. Cause I, I'm an investor. I love to invest in real estate and crypto and stocks. And so I'm always trying to get, you know, just one little sliver of information that can give me an advantage on the next person. So why waste time with the negative news or any of that stuff? Rather just focus on the positives. Wow. You you never know where these good neighbor podcast interviews are going to go. This is, this is awesome stuff. And, and, so, so valuable. Jeremy, uh, one last question on that topic we'll move on is uh, uh, one podcast or book uh, that you would recommend our listeners uh, going through. I wish yours was published, by the way. Uh, um, but you well, know, the, what- the first five are, um, but I'm not here to really show my own books right now. So, uh, But if you just Google my name, I'm, on, I'm all over. But uh, I think the most important book for everybody to read is a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... I read it every quarter over and over and over again because every quarter I'm a different human being and I read it differently every time I read it. And it's just such a crazy, it's, it's just such a, uh, the book itself is a masterpiece. And I just think that everybody should read that book at least 10 to 12 times in their life. And if you're only going to read one book ever, that should be it. Um, there's a a bunch of other good ones like rich dad, poor dad, and, how to win friends and influence people and all those other great books as a man thinketh. But if you got to pick one, I'm going with, um, with think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, 10 times out of 10. Great recommendation. And I'm with you, you know, there are certain books. Uh, there's a book that I, I read a chapter every day and I've, I've, the, the pages are literally falling out, out of the book and, and it's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I'm probably getting near a hundred times that I've read it now. And which book um, is it? I, it's I'll show you, it's called the science of getting rich by uh, Wallace Waddles and our listeners can't see it but um, it's this is like the think and grow rich uh, so it's yeah. the same you know written in the 1800s uh, actually it was be- probably before think and grow rich I think it was like 1880 but um, you know same concepts I mean there's really there's nothing new out there but like you say yeah. we change. So the words that are on the page that I read three months ago, or for that matter, last week or yesterday, I read them differently tomorrow. And, and, and it just, you know, it it sticks in your subconscious and it leads you on the right path of, you know, your destiny, which I think everyone deserves to, to be rich, however you define that. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's not a a monetary thing necessarily. I mean, which obviously money makes life easier, but it's, just enrichment and fulfillment and a life of abundance yep. in all ways. It's not just money. Um, people think that when you think rich, you think of income because that's how we're trained, but it's not just about that. It's about a balanced life, you know, family, health, uh, wealth, prosperity, abundance, all of it. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think it's a God given right to every human, a life of abundance in all phases. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> We went a little bit off topic. Sorry. I I love, I could talk about that all day and I know you could too. Um, How about when it comes to a hardship life challenge, which again is all the more reason to (laughs) rethink and grow rich and these other books and fill your mind with positive, because if there's, you know, uh, we all know we're going to have challenges uh, going forward, but in your case, what comes to mind at time you were challenged, you got through it. Looking back, you could say, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. So this is actually, I'm not going to go too deep into it because this is actually, I'm going to tell this full story in my next book 
first time I oh. ever told the story. But um, the day after Hurricane Charlie back in 2004, um, I was in college at the time at University of South Florida. And I was walk. I ran out of gas on the way home. I was on Bayshore Drive. And uh, I was coming back to help my family clean up. And I get to the gas station. The guy doesn't have change. So I give him 100 bucks for the five-gallon gas tank, which back then it was probably eight bucks worth of gas. But no big deal. I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. any of the gas I ran out. So as I'm walking back, I step off the sidewalk to walk around a tree that was down. And I get hit by an SUV going 55 miles an hour. Mm. Don't remember much about the next you know, little bit. Wake up in the hospital with not really knowing how I got there. A doctor telling me I'll never walk again. And um, my dad's always been a very direct guy. He's from Uganda and um, he just doesn't really have, he's like one of those guys that helped build the old school. He's just very direct. Um, He looked at me and he's like, well, you know, you never really listen to what anybody said anyway. So, and my dad is a a shiatsu and spiritual healing. So um, he basically helped me with a a rehab plan and things like that. And it's probably about, you know, just a few months later, I was back to walking again. And that has always just been my, I've always looked back to that moment. And I'm like, basically, if a, a doctor told me I was never going to walk again, and I could do that in three months or wh- whatever it was, it wasn't a very long time. And he said, I would never be able to use my left arm again. And now, you know, you can see me, but it's like full range of motion and everything. A lot of it's thanks to my dad and obviously through hard work. But if, if those things happen and you can get through those, everything else just doesn't seem so bad. You know, if like I lose a client or we mess up a project or, you know, at one of the restaurants, if we burn somebody's cheeseburger, it's real. I'm not, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not a paramedic. I'm not saving lives here. It's just, you know, burger and fries or it's just a, a baseboard. You know what I mean? It, it's just it gives you perspective. And I just think that I, I'm very grateful to still be alive. And I'm very grateful that I've been able to have the experience that I've had. So I just I choose to use gratitude rather than like complaining. I'm just very grateful for things. So I think that that moment and that time in the hospital and time in rehab just really made me a grateful person. And I'm just, I just use that every day. And I feel like if more people were grateful that they would have less to complain about, because I don't think gratitude and anger can live in the same body at the same time. So I think that most people should just, even when you're in a challenging situation, just look for something that you're grateful for in those moments. You know, Hurricane Ian is a perfect example. You know, oh my God, my roof fell through. Well, you should be grateful that you're still alive and your family's still alive and you're not face down, you know, off the causeway like so many people were. So rather than having that, you know, woe is me mentality, just try to look for the the things you're grateful for. And I just think that most people's lives will be better. I really do. I believe that like wholeheartedly. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's uh, very inspiring. I can't read more about it when the book comes out. Um, you know, it yeah, reminds if, I me, so many, uh, if I didn't have so many people to visit every day, I'd probably already be done with it. But this hurricane I, put a wrench in the plans. <laughs> yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about Legacy Construction Group? What would that be? So myself and my partners, we um we have a different philosophy. So the part we have three partners, uh, Gustavo, Mike, and me. Um, we don't usually work with retail clients. We uh. We're investors. We started this business to do investment properties. So we don't really traditionally work with retail clients. So the only reason we're taking retail clients right now is because we saw how many people were getting ripped off and we really didn't think it was right. So right now you have a very finite window of time for us to help you. Um, The one benefit of us helping you is because we only work with investors, we have a different price list than most retail contractors because we don't work with retail clients. So 
you know, we are very, very competitive pricing. I'm not saying we're the cheapest around because I don't think you ever want to look for that. But I think that one of the benefits of working with us is we usually can figure out the way to get things done as quickly as possible and try to save you money because that's what our investors expect out of us. So we do a lot of fix and flips for our investors. We build a lot of new construction houses, sixplexes, things like that. So you get the benefit of dealing with us who think about things from an investment standpoint rather than a retail standpoint. So there's nothing wrong with retail contractors. You know, that's a lot of people make a lot of money doing that, but um, that's not our focus. Like I said, the storm really pushed us back into this because normally we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even deal with this kind of thing. Yeah. Well, on that note, then folks who want to get in touch and want to learn more and take advantage of this uh, window here, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, They can just reach out to us directly. I mean, if you look at us on social media, Legacy Construction Group, um, our website, Legacy Construction Group, fl.com, I believe it is. And then, you know, our, my cell phone number is 239-910-8339. And uh, my business partner's uh, cell phone, Mike, is 239-810-0222. We're the ones who usually field most of the incoming calls. Uh, But yeah, we're happy to help. Even if it's just a friendly piece of advice, a lot of people are just not exactly sure what to do right now. And if we can help at all, you know, feel free to give us a call. We'll do the best we can for you. Well, awesome. Jeremy, thanks for being uh, a part of the show and for, boy, that was a a fun uh, offshoot conversation about mindset. So uh, best of luck with the book. You'll carve out some time here real soon to get that to the press. And uh, we wish you the best going forward. Yeah, I'm not the best at staying on track, so I apologize for taking us on a tangent. (laughs) That's great. Good message you got there. We we can't do enough of those messages. So you have a good one. Sure. All right, bud. You too. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.